Another thing we've been doing this August is we've been in the middle of a series. What's the name of that series? Call of Duty. All right. Thank you. Call of Duty. If any of you want to join Rebecca and Rick and myself and playing zombies at night at Call of Duty, hit us up. But the series is Call of Duty, and we've been talking about the full armor of God. Amen? Listen, this is like an equipping. It's the middle of the summer. You're not supposed to start a series in the summer because people are in vacation mode. Anybody in vacation mode? No? You're lying. Not thinking about the beach right now. You're thinking about lunch and, and the park and everything right now. I know you are. It's all good. Me too. But we've been just taking this time to really equip. And I think this series has been an equipping series about the full armor of God. Amen? And so if you missed any of them, please go to iTunes and listen to the podcast. Or you can go to our website, sanctuaryfellowship.org, and catch the video. And, and just catch up. Amen? And, and keep it. And stay equipped. You ready for the next phase? We've done, we've done the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, and the feet of the gospel, the feet of peace. Amen. I want you to welcome my man. I don't see him. Oh, you moved. Our minister Miguel as he comes up and gives you the next installment in the armor of God. Good morning, church family. How are you guys doing this morning? Good? You ready? One, two. One, two. Awesome. All right, so let's just jump right into it. Amen? All right. So in the Call of Duty series, I get the honor and the privilege to talk about the shield of God or the shield of faith. So I'm going to turn to Ephesians chapter 6, starting with verse 10. I'm going to read from the Amplified because I like how the Amplified just lays out uh, verse 10. And it says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him, that strength which his boundless might provides. So I'm going to go back to verse 10. In the New American Standard Version, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might and put on the full armor of God. So in other words, your strength has to be in the Lord, not in yourself. Because it's his strength and it's his armor, not your strength or your armor. So that means basically we're going to have to do this his way. We're all in a warfare whether we like it or not. We just got to learn how to do battle. And so now we're going to have to learn how to do it his way. And we can't do it our way. So he provides us with his armor, not your armor. Okay? So it says, put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes, strategies, deceptions of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your husband, your wife. It's against flesh and blood, right? It's not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God. Y'all follow me so far? Take up. Somebody say take up. Take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist 
in that evil day. And having done everything to stand firm, stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all, not some. Did it say some or all? It said all the flaming arrows of the evil one. All the flaming arrows of the evil one. So right now, I'm going to talk about the shield of God, the shield of faith, which is able to withstand all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So right now, basically, this shield, sometimes we look at movies and things, and, and sometimes we see this little shield, and you block and you strike, and this little shield, you block and you strike. This shield right here is, is, is not like that shield. This shield is as big as a door, which is able to cover you from arrows, from swords, from everything. So it's as big as a door, which is able to cover you, able to cover your children, able to cover your loved ones, able to cover those that are on your heart. So not only do I have the ability and capability of covering myself, I'm able to cover those behind me, those that God has entrusted to my care. So now this shield is as big as a door. So now, since God has given me his shield, that means that now I could put down my shield. I can put down my weapons. I can put down my flesh shield. Because God's shield is impenetrable. God's shield, you cannot pierce that. God's shield cannot be punctured. It cannot be, basically this shield can withstand all things that you throw at it. Amen? It can withstand everything. So now since I have this shield in my possession, I can put down my flesh shield. Because sometimes we put up a shield that we think that's protecting us, but we still feel the hurt anyway. It cannot withstand the arrows, the flaming darts of the wicked one, the spears. See, that word, that word um, fiery dart in the Greek means spears or arrows or darts or whatever basically the enemy is throwing at you. Your flesh shield ain't going to stand against that. It's going to go right through it. It's going to hit you, and you're going to feel hurt, and you're going to be like, why did you do this to me? Why did you say this to me? What's going on here? What's going on there? You know what I'm talking about. Y'all in here, in church, ignoring each other because you got hit with a dart. You're walking right by each other. We woke up in the morning arguing and all that stuff because we got hit because we trying to be Christ-like and have our Christian niceness going on. But meanwhile, that shield is not capable of withstanding the fiery darts of the evil one. Amen? So that's just a flesh shield. In Mark chapter 16, verse 17, it says, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. If you drink any poisonous thing, it won't, it won't harm you. I give you power to heal the sick, raise the dead. It, it, it goes into all of that. But one word it says, it says that, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Now understand, sometimes you love me, but you want to encourage me based upon your hurt. What are you talking about? See, sometimes, I know you love me, but the Bible says that a thousand is going to fall by my side, 10,000 by the other side, but it's not going to come close to me. It's not going to hurt me. So my faith is up. My shield is up. I don't care about SARS, SORS, this and that, Ebola and all of that stuff. And you got this and you got that. Watch this. Protect yourself from that. Wash your hands 30 times before you eat. I'm not falling for your kind of a faith. That, that, that flesh shield right now is, is, is something that happened to you. You was able to get hurt. But I just, just, just let me stand 
on the foundation of what God says. Let me believe and hold up my shield against the things that I'm dealing with. And don't discourage another person or brother. Don't discourage them because of your own circumstance and situation. When they want to believe. If they believe in for healing and they believe in for, for, for circumstances, if they got hurt, even if, if a pastor gets punched in the face, I'm not believing that I'm going to get punched in the face. I might, need, I, you know, I might get worldly at that point. I don't know what might happen. But. but for example, there was one time that I was praying for this person and he manifested and there was a spirit that was talking through him. And we went through the motions and we went through the whole deliverance process. And from that point on, as he got free, he told me, I wanted to punch and knock your block off. But I did not have the capability to even touch you. So if you're going out in ministry, if you're going out to do things for God, your shield got to be up. And if your shield is up and they give you instructions like your shield is down, you better make sure that your shield is up. Because I'm holding up an impenetrable one, not one that's hurt. There's, there's another thing. For example, the sons of Sceva. Who knows about the sons of Sceva? There was these guys in the Bible, a bunch of guys, you know, following somebody else's method without the revelation or the revelation that the other person had. Follow me? So they were trying to cast out a devil from this person. So they said, we cast you out in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. And the demon was like, what? He said, Paul I know. Jesus I know. Who the hell are you? And he beat them suckers down, and they ran out of there naked and ashamed. Everything was exposed, and just the wind was just breezing, and, and they was just beat down. So the whole point of that is that they didn't have to be hurt. They was doing something by somebody else's method because they didn't understand the whole relationship process. They didn't understand the true shield. So I'm putting down my flesh shield. We all put down our flesh shield. And you see, it can, it, the flesh shield can't withstand, but there's another shield called, well, I like to say, a self-righteous shield. A self-righteous shield. Which says, follow my 25 steps so that you can get God to do what you want him to do. Like if God is standing down, sitting down like idle, just waiting for you to just like have some kind of a faith so that he can wake up and do what you want him to do. God is already active in your faith. Because whatever he calls us to do, he supplies us with the faith to do. Amen? So God is not idle, sitting by, just waiting. He's active and fully ready to work with us to become our shield and become and manifest everything in this armor that we need him to be for us. Amen? So it's not a self-righteous shield. It's not, it's not a, a prideful shield. It's not even a shield that says, you know what? I need to continue at this point in my life to believe, so I'm going to try to convince myself. I'm going to convince myself. God, I got to believe God. I got to convince myself so that God can help me and bless me. I got to convince myself so I can get healing. I got to convince myself so that I can get power over this sin. I got to convince myself and convince myself. God is fully active and wants to reveal through revelation so that you can have faith to flow in the stream of what you're going through so that you can ride on that wave and fully pass everything you're dealing with. Amen. You know why? Because God loves us. And we hear that all the time. Oh, God loves you, brother. God loves you, brother. And God is faithful to you. 
But this one thing I want to tell you. God's faithfulness is rooted in his love for you. God's faithfulness to you is rooted in his love for you. Because the greatest revelation Paul had is that Christ is inside of you. He's with you. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. So you know what that says to me? That says, if God is with me, then that means that he goes, if God is in me, then that means that he goes with me into my trial. God, where are you? I'm right here with you in your trial. There's no place that God would rather be than with you inside your trial. There's no place on earth that God would rather be than with you in your struggle, in your weakness, in your sickness, in your circumstances. There's no place in this world God would rather be than with you in your trial. And that brings to my mind, there's a story in the Bible called um, the three Hebrew boys. Who knows what I'm talking about? Three Hebrew boys. All right, so let me just, you know, explain a little bit more. These three Hebrew boys, um, they were like authority figures in, um, in King Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom. So what Nebuchadnezzar was doing is he was erecting an idol. He said, everybody, all the authorities, from the big to the small people, when this music begins to play, when all the musical instruments begin to go, y'all going to bow down and worship this idol. If you don't want to worship this idol right here, I'm throwing y'all in the fire. Now check how these three Hebrew boys had their shields up. So he said, I need y'all to bow. I hear that you guys, you three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I hear that you're, you're, you're defying my orders of this world. I hear that you're going against the rules and the regulations that I have set up in this world. Why are you not bowing? They say, listen, king, basically, we're not going to bow. We're not going to bow when you play the music. It, ma it makes no sense for me to defend myself. God is able to save me from the fire. But even if he doesn't, I'm not going to bow. So let me just rewind for a second. We see that all these political things that are going on in this, in this world right now, we see that, you know, they just legalize, you know, gay marriage and all these other things that are going on. And, you know, certain people, you know, are, 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 are moving in one direction and, and other things are being legalized and all these stuff that's going on. Even Paul said, what makes things lawful doesn't make it right for us. We don't have to bow to what's happening in this world system right now because we are part of another system. It's called the kingdom of God. So these three Hebrew boys weren't bowing to the message in the music, the idolatry in the music. They weren't bowing to the political issues in their society. They weren't bowing to anything that was going on. The flaming darts of the wicked one were, were, were questioning and even telling them that they were going to die. So they didn't even bow to themselves. They didn't, say, they didn't even shake and say, listen, I, I want to live. I'm going to have to do this. They didn't care about their own lives because you know why? They had faith in another person who was their life. So the king said, what? You know what? Gods, take these, take these three boys to the furnace, turn it up seven times hotter, and throw them in. So the guards grabbed them, start taking them to the fire. Since the fire is so hot, I can just imagine them using these boys as a shield. But the fire was so great that instead of burning the boys, it burned the guards. Side note for a minute, who is your human shield? Who are you putting in front of you in replace of God to protect you from the fire you're going through and, help, and hoping that they can pull you out instead of God? Who are you calling and saying, listen, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. You know what, well, can you talk to this one for me? Can you talk to that one for me? Can you go through this for me? Can you go do that for me? 
Who is your human shield? Is it a pastor? Is it a leader? Is it a mother? Is it a father? Is it a husband? Is it a wife? Who's your human shield? I'm, 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 who is your human shield today? Who is that person that you believe is the answer instead of Christ in you, who is the answer? My passion is to connect people to a source other than a person. When I've learned that Christ lives in me, and all of a sudden I can become aware of that source and draw down my bucket into my well and pick up everything that God wants me to have and everything that God wants me to be. When I learn how to drink from the wells of salvation, I, I, I just wanted to turn everybody on to that. I wanted to teach everybody that because no longer did I have to go to this conference or that conference or do this or that. I wanted to be the conference to show them that they had to, to, to the, the capability of dropping into the well of God and pouring out things for themselves. I no longer have to look for somebody to become the replacement of God when God lives in me. Amen? So now, the human shield was in the way. But you know what? The three Hebrew boys got thrown in the fire. And while they were in the fire, they weren't getting burned. They weren't consumed by what was going on. See, that's the kind of impenetrable shield that we all have. That's the kind of miraculous lifestyle that we all have. So God was in them, with them, in their fire, sharing life with them. Because he was walking around with them. And the king was looking in. And he was like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. We, we threw three people in there. How come I see four people and one of them looks like a son of God? I, I, I don't even understand what's going on. You see, what God wants you to understand is that this shield that you possess, when the world sees you, they're going to be like, why is this person not burning up with anger like me? Why is this person not burning up with lust like me? Why is this person not burning up with a tongue of gossip like me? Why is this person not burning up like me? What is it that they have that I don't have? I'm getting jealous because I can see that there's a power on their life that makes them untouchable and I want it. So the king said, whoa, whoa, take these guys out of here. They, they, oh my gosh, what, what, what is it? And all of a sudden from that point on, he said, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh man, instead of being evangelized, by somebody else's fire. Our fire evangelizes them. Instead of their atmosphere changing how I feel, I want to step in a place and let my atmosphere change how everybody else feels. You ever seen somebody in the gym working out and then they go outside in the cold and you just see all that steam coming off of them? I just want to be steaming in the, in the fire of God. Whenever I walk into a place, it's like, I know that there was a guy named Charles Finney. He used to walk in places and people just, pow, hit the floor. I don't know what is on you, but I, I'm, I just want to repent right now. I just want to ask God to forgive me. Such a presence that he carried. Such a presence that you carry. Such a shield of faith that can separate you from what the world deals with and protects us and keeps us in the bubble of God's faithfulness and love for us. You see, there's a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, an ERV version, and it says, God is faithful. He is the one who has chosen you to share life with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, when you're in your fire and you don't know what to do, hold up your shield. Because it's dependent upon his faithfulness to you at that moment. Because what he wants to do is to share life with you in that moment. You say, how, 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 can, I, how can I walk out of it? How can I go through it? That's the process. Because if God says, amen, it's all done, every promise is yours, then the process is he wants to go before you 
and to prepare the way before you. He wants you to grab his hand and share life with him and walk in the fire like the three Hebrew boys. You might be slipping and stumbling and burning a little bit, but just follow me. I'm going to show you how to walk without being fire-touched, but fireproof. So the process is walking with God. Let me show you. I know you're dealing with this, fly, this fiery arrow that hits you here and there, this anger or whatever. And I know that you read the scriptures that, that says, you know, don't be angry or don't act on your anger. Don't go to sleep on your anger. Don't do this. Don't do that. You don't know how, baby. But I love you and I'm faithful to you. Grab my hand. Yes, I did it. I've overcome it for you. But let me lead you in my triumph. The Bible says, thanks be to God who leads me in his triumph. A triumph is what? A victory that's already won. So whether you like it or not, it's his armor, his triumph, his victory, and his way to it. That's why he said, I'm the way. Share life with me. Let me show you how to walk in power over something. You know why? If God sometimes delivers you right then and there, pow, whether it's a sickness or, you know, emotional bondage or something, and we lack the steps that it takes to hold on and grow in faith and wisdom and knowledge, then we'll fall right back. And our latter end will be worse than the former. Or the former would be versa, vice versa, whatever. So in other words, the process is important in your fire. The process is so important that sometimes you want to get out of it so bad that sometimes we do call for a human shield or sometimes we do raise up a flesh shield and sometimes we, we're all walking through our process and it's okay. But God says, all right, put that down. I know you did that. It's okay. Share life with me right now. Let me walk you through this. Let me show you how I do this. This is called a walk in the spirit. Not a walk for the spirit. Amen? A walk in the spirit. Because if the Bible says, apart from him, you can do nothing, then that means that we're like back to the Old Testament. Where they said, just tell us what to do, preacher. Moses, tell us what to do, and we'll go do it. And they never were capable of keeping it. God is saying, walk with me. Share life with me. The law of the spirit of life is me. I'm that. Focus on me. Look at me. Focus on me. Look at me. Let me show you. I'm a bigger God than that. You see that dog in your life right now? It's trying to bite you. I'm a bigger God than that. Look, get behind me. I'm your human shield instead of that right there. Let me stand bef between you. Bible says he's your front and rear God. Glory to the Lord is your front and rear God. Which leads me now, the shield of God. Which is the shield of faith. See, this shield right here originates with God. The word says that he is the author and the finisher of your faith. He is the originator. So he reveals to you through his word when he awakens and it's like, wow, that wow moment. Whoa, I've just read that in the word. Oh, that's for me right there. You get that. Woo, I, oh, I want to read some more. What's more for me? That's that awakening moment that you're like, whoo, oh, God, that's for me. I, I, he, he, it's, that's called like revelation right there. Like, wow, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden, faith comes. Faith says, even though I don't see it, it's my reality right now. So that faith originates with God when he awakens you to how he sees every situation you're going through. So that means you're going to have to listen to Papa. That means that you're going to have to be disciplined. Not just wait on pastors to, to preach on a pulpit and not take the time 
to just get before him and lay before him and just say, here I am, love on me, Papa. You're my daddy. Oh, I feel you. I feel your presence. When you feel God's presence, that means that God is present. He's there. Whether it's peace, joy, he's there to share that with you in that moment. So get acclimated to that and learn how to adapt to him in that because that might be the answer for your circumstance. Or he just might want to grow with you and show you who he is, how strong he is, show you his muscles. Maybe you just want to show you how, how good he's dressed. Look at that. Yeah. You want one of these? It's called the robe of righteousness. You want one? Here, baby, you got it. This is the very one I have on, so I'm giving it to you. It's called being intimate with God. If you are not disciplined, I, I believe this, is, this, this should be a, the greatest discipline in life more than brushing your teeth. But we can't be lazy on this matter right here. Because we got to grow in God, not for God. We got to be planted in God. Because the life, of the, God, the life of God, as you're planted in him, flows from him into the vine. If you look at a tree and it got branches, it flows right through the branch. So you cannot manufacture your own fruits. You cannot manufacture your own life. You cannot manufacture the armor of God. You have to be planted in God. That's what the Bible says. Put on the armor of God. Sink into. Be planted. Put your roots in me. Let what I have for you come out and bear fruit for you in whatever you're going through. So what I've come to understand in Psalms 91. This bless me right here. Psalms 91. He, God, he will cover you with his feathers. And under his wings, you will find refuge. This is it. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. The more I grow in God, the more I'm learning to release control of what I need to do to focus on his faithfulness for me. I don't know if y'all understand that. My faith works not because of what I have to believe, but because I have faith in him and in his faithfulness to me. See, because he's faithful to me, I can stand under my storm and say, nah, that's not going to touch me. I can stand in my room when I feel like the enemy is trying to torment me, torment me with fear. And I could just stand there and be like, nah, that's not gonna, that's not gonna move me. That's not gonna move because he loves me and he's for me. You can't even be against me in that way. See, this is, this faithfulness, this faithfulness of God was there even before you ever even tried to be faithful in the first place. The cross is the shield of God against any kind of a judgment and circumstance you're dealing with. He shielded you. The Bible says that Christ is your shield. So what I want you to understand is that the more we raise up a shield, it's not because of a selfish shield or a fleshful shield or a human shield. It's because I know that you love me and you will always be faithful to me. And because you are, I can hold this up and believe that everything's going to be okay. So what I want to say now is we can raise up our shield. God, I'm dealing with this sin right here. The Bible says, Jesus said when it comes to the world, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, of the pride of life. Family, we all going through. We all learning how to walk. But we don't, we don't smack babies and discipline babies when they crawl and learning how to walk. Neither is God. Because you're still trying to walk 
But God wants to walk with you. So we can raise up that shield. Oh God, you know what? I'm dealing with this sin right now. But the Bible says he has overcome sin for you so I can raise up the shield. Be a good cheer. I have overcome your sin for you. But God, I'm dealing with the things of this world, man. I'm loving these things in the world, man. I like smoking this weed. Hey, man, I like talking to these girls. I like all of this stuff, God. Oh, man, he's so cute, God. You know, I don't know what. I just want like three of them right now. Just give me three. You know what I mean? I'll pay for three of them. Raise up that shield right now. Be of good cheer. God has overcome the world for you. Yeah, God, I know you did that for me. I know you did sin for me. I know you did all of that stuff for me, but by myself, God, it's, it's about me. You know, I'm just, I just can't, I, I just can't change myself. You know, it's just hard for me. You know, God, it's just, I just, my greatest enemy is me, God. I just hate my, shh, be of good cheer. Raise up your shield. I have overcome even your life. And I have given you a new identity and a new life in me. Oh, but God, this enemy, man, this devil, you know what? This devil is just like, you know, it's just, it's chasing me and all that. Be of good cheer. Raise up your shield. I have overcome the enemy, stripped him all his power. His darts don't even work unless you believe his darts. All they send is to contradict who I am, what I want to do, all the promises I want to give you. His darts have no power, nothing, unless you want to believe that they have power. Then they have the access into your life, and everything in your life zips down and opens up, and it begins to break open. Don't you even know that? A person's cellular structure in their body. You know, doctors ask you, uh, you know, you're dealing with such and such condition. Is that in your, you know, is that in your family line? Is that, did your mother deal with that? Because they want to know what's in your generation. They want to know what's going on in your family, your family line. And don't you know that in those cells, in that DNA, in those cells, it's, it's amazing. I studied this out. It's amazing that even a person's, when you begin to have thoughts and faith in something that's not even there yet, for example, even a generational sickness or something within your body, your faith has the ability to unzip the cell and give it the expression and sprout and to grow like a flower into your life where your, your mother dealt with uh, diabetes. Now you have the diabetes. And then sometimes they say, oh, well, you know, I'm dealing with this. You're dealing with that. That's not my, I got my shield of faith up. That's going to remain dormant. That's not even going to touch me. I'm, I'm connected to a new DNA right now, ma. I'm connected to a new cellular structure. I got the DNA of God. My genes are from the kingdom of heaven. I got my shield up. I don't need to listen and to believe things like that. That's why people conform to what they believe, even physically. So let me get the worship team up. So I want to encourage you now. Now's the time to war according to the perspective of God. Now it's time to ride the waves of your circumstance. It's your time for your season to believe your way in. In the Old Testament, they had a promised land. I like how uh, Derek Prince put it, but now we got a land of promises. But I like to think the promise has become a person. The Spirit of God is in you. What can he do for you? Right now I see, you know, like Superman has the S symbolizing of hope on his chest, right? Right now, I see all of that throughout the congregation. I see superheroes right now. Many of you do not even understand that you are a superhero, that you got supernatural ability. Don't look to me to pray no longer for your child when they're sick. You got that supernatural ability. I want to empower a people to understand that they are in the God class. You're not God. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you are his offspring. And he said, you shall do these works and greater things 
you shall do. Raise your shields up. Just for an act, a prophetic act right now. I want everybody to close their eyes for a moment. And whatever it is that you're dealing with in life right now, whether it's financial circumstances and you don't know how you're going to pay the next bill, whether it's a physical condition, whether it's a bondage, an emotional struggle right now where you don't know who your identity is. We tend to think that we're this person or that person. We tend to think that I like, I'm going to be strong with this. I feel, I feel like God is, wants me to say it. You don't know if you like this sex or that sex. It's no longer time to worship a distorted image of who God says we are. It's time to worship God himself, and he will show you who we are. So right now, close your eyes, whatever's before you. Imagine God right now grabbing your hand in your fire, saying, baby, I'm here to share life with you. I'm here to show you who you are. And he stands in front of you, holding both of your hands. He said, there's no place that I would rather be than with you in this trial. I am your shield. I am your papa. And you can trust my faithfulness for you. Because it works by my love for you. So raise up your shield. Prophetic act. Like everybody raise up their shield. Put your arm up for a minute like this. You know why? Because now as a body of Christ, when you go through, we all go through. What you deal with, I'm dealing with because we family. You're dealing with something, that's it. We're going back to back in this warfare. Because sometimes we do get injured, we get hit, but it's time for me to put my shield over you. It's time for me to put my faith over you. And whenever there was a body of soldiers and they all came together with their shields up because arrows were coming together, they dealt with it together as a family. Shields up. We all family. There's no judgment here. We're not here to judge you. We're not here to accuse you of doing wrong and you have to do this and do that. We're here to bring the solution. We're here to expose and make you aware of the faithfulness of God in your situation. Amen? So right now, I want everybody, if that was you, and you feel hit, you're a wounded soldier, you're a ready soldier, you ready to say, listen, I need God's perspective, God's faith. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to just grab my shield right now. Whatever it is, I want to invite you right now as a family. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna stand back to back on whatever it is. I want to invite you to the front so we can pray together. So you guys can come down. I encourage you to come down. playing that instrument, Jason. Father, I just pray that as you come down, I'm just going to ask Ephraim, Pastor E, to sing a spontaneous prophetic song over you and release such a presence of love to make you understand and, and to make you aware of such a faithfulness that God has for you that he's not going to let you fall. Bible says the righteous fall seven times but the Lord lifts them up every time I just want to before the end of the service I just want to say this before I forget after the end of the service if you're dealing with a physical condition too 
We want to pray for you on the side rooms. The healing team wants to pray for you on the side rooms. All right? But right now, we're just going to sing this prophetic song right now. It's all you need is faith as a mustard seed, and I'm all you need. Just Opportunities for your faith to grow. Yes, yes, it's a process. It may start as small as a mustard seed, but it's as you believe in me, it will grow, it will grow. And through your circumstances, I am there, and I'll show my strength before you, and you'll see your weakness start to fall as my strength begins to rise in you, and you will begin to step out in even a greater faith, even a greater faith, and you will begin to walk even in a greater faith. You will. Be enlarged, oh. So I'm all you need. Just trust me. trusting in sometimes we give more faith to the things that of, of the enemy than to the things of the Lord we believe that the enemy can just run so much havoc in our lives and when, when God has already told us we've already overcome that so what are you trusting in more are you trusting in the things of this world that you put more faith in the temporary things you can put more faith in that than, than the creator of the universe who has overcome this world can we begin to believe in God and, and believe the promises of God over our lives that's what God is saying do you believe the promises that I've spoken over your lives are you trusting in the in the havoc are you trusting in the in the in the conditions of, of your life right now as we say we have faith because we only believe in the things that we can see and this is my circumstance right now this is what i see now and it ain't getting no better but god is saying see see i'm not like you and i don't do the things you do and i don't think the way you think and my ways are not your ways see but when you begin to trust in what i've told you then your faith begin to grow and those things begin to materialize the things that were in the spiritual begin to materialize even in the natural but you got to walk with your head up like this is now and this is what's happening now and this is the victory that i'm living out now 
So can we begin to live out that victory in our lives right now? You might not see it yet, but it's already there because God already walked the process out for you. So all we have to do is follow because he's already did the process. Pastor Miguel, awesome message. About to put up your, field, your, your shield of faith. See, God is saying this shield, it could be this small. But, it, but if you trust in God, that shield can be the size of a door. You know? And see, the enemy's going to knock and knock and knock, but he can't get in. Because that shield has kept him out. So I just want to encourage you today. Today, put on the full armor of God. We got one more piece left to speak about. Yeah, <laughs> I like am I right? We got one more piece to of uh, next week coming for the for the completion. Oh, two more. All right, so we got two more pieces left. But I, I but I want you to understand when you walk out of these doors here today, you will be tested. Your armor will be tested, man. I'm telling you. So put your shield up. Don't. There's nothing that can penetrate that. You know. And it's a shield of faith. And that faith is in Jesus. You see, all you got to do is believe. God has said, if you got enough faith, even as a mustard seed. Have you ever seen a mustard seed in your life? A lot of us never seen it, but it is so small. And God said, with that, I can move mountains. Not literal mountains. And I believe God can move Mount Everest if he wants to. But there is some Mount Everest in our lives that God want to move, man. And all you got to do is have this small of a mustard seed faith. And God can begin to move with that alone. So I just want to pray over you guys today. I want to release you today with power, with authority. Father, we just come in this place. Father, we thank you for your presence. Father, we thank you for your word, oh God. We thank you, Lord, for your love, oh God. Your never failing love. You never give up on us, oh God. But Lord, today we pray that this word have, would have fallen on good ground, oh God. Lord, that we would begin to see the fruit of it come forth, Father. We would begin to see your people walk it out, oh God. Walk out your, your the truth, the Lord, that is in you, oh God. Lord, that they would walk with the full armor oh god believing lord that you have enclosed us in the shield father protection oh god father that we walk out triumphant oh god because of the victory oh god that you've established oh god so we release your people father with authority oh god with power oh god <laughs> and with faith even greater faith oh god so father put us in a position father where we need to call where we need to draw where we need to put that faith into action oh god father because sometimes we get so comfortable god <laughs> lord with our faith is just stagnant but father i pray that you continue to put your people in a place lord where we're continuously trusting you and not our own self and not our uh, our flesh shield oh god but lord trusting in you so you are blessed continue to be a blessing we release you in the name of jesus have a wonderful week we'll see you back here sunday <laughs>